Thank you for purchasing this audio product. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We believe that your faith will increase and your life changed by applying the principles in this teaching. Family, allow me for a couple of minutes just to share my heart with you. Thanks, son. And uh, I, I don't want to preach tonight. Um, that I'll, I'll leave for, for another Sunday. I want to release something in the atmosphere tonight. And my purpose for this meeting is, and, and you'll soon hear why I want to do this, is I want to release the, the mantle or the gifting that I carry of faith. I carry a very strong gift of faith. And uh, I've never preached about this. I've never shared this with people. But I felt very strong over the weekend that I need to release that upon your life. Because it takes faith, it takes a gift of faith to do extraordinary things. And I want to release that tonight in the atmosphere over your lives. Because I believe each one in this building can do extraordinary things. You are not called to be ordinary. You are called to be a supernatural, extraordinary person. Amen. How many of you believe that with me here tonight? So um, let me lay a few foundations with you tonight. And I think let me start in the book of Joshua chapter 14. Let's, let's hit the pages right there. And we'll end off with the life of Peter tonight. Um, give a bit more warmth on the, on the stage, please. Joshua chapter 14 and verse number 6. And uh, I'll probably stop by verse number 12, round about there. Then the children of Judah came to Joshua in Gilgal. Now, Joshua is one of my favorite books in the Bible. Um, it's where the Lord call, called me from. It's, it's, it's my encounter, my first encounter with Jesus Christ personally, where he called me from the book of Joshua. And so when I preach from that or I read that book, I just get so much faith and so much encouragement. People ask me sometimes, who's your favorite person in the Bible? I say, Joshua. And the reason for that is simply this, is that he called the sun to stand still. I mean, that is, that is something powerful. Amen. And to think that God can do that for a person who asks him by faith. If God can do it for Joshua... He can do it for us. Amen. And so, here the book of Joshua, here he's in Gilgal and Caleb, the son of Zephaniah, I think. Zephunah. Kensonite, maybe comes from Kensington. He said to him, you know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God concerning you and me, in Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholeheartedly, wholly, um, convincingly, let me give you words there, followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be, in your, shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have holy. Is that right? I don't like that word. Convincingly. Give me another English word. Something that is. Something that you convinced in, man. Fully persuaded. Followed the Lord, my God. I like that one. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. And he has said these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day, 85 years old. As yet I am as strong as the day on the day that Moses sent me, just as my strength was then. So now is my strength for war. 85 years old. Ready for war. He would have kicked some people here tonight. At 85 years old. Both for going out and for coming in. Now therefore give me this mountain. 
of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you have heard in that day how the Anakim were there and the cities were great and fortified. I want to just address a couple of things here from the life of Caleb that I believe is significant in our time here today. Only two men in that whole generation believe the word of God. Only two men out of two million people followed the whole of God, was fully persuaded of the word of the Lord. They believed the word of God. They, they trusted the word of God. When God spoke to them, they believed it with everything in their being. The odds were against them. Two million were against them. The 10, 12 spies, 10 were against them. They were 10 to 2. But they believed the word of the Lord. And they believed that they're going to make it. So I'm going to make it. Shout it, say, I'm going to make it. At 85, he says the following, I am looking for a battle. I, I can't live like this. I need a battle. And I need to conquer something. And I need to have that mountain. And I want to have some spoils. 85. Now, I'm not preaching about age here tonight. I'm t I want to show you the spirit of this man. I want to demonstrate to you the spirit of Caleb tonight. Because I believe that the remnant is here that needs to carry the spirit of, the rem of, of Caleb. That will not give up. That will not become tired in the war. Tired in the battle. Tired of praying. Tired of serving. Tired of going to church. But at 85 can stand up and say, give me a battle. Give me a war. Give me some spoils. Give me some mountains. Let me just do something. 85. A spiritful man. Filled with the anointing of God. Filled with the presence of God. And here we see Caleb lived by faith. For 45 years he had to wait for the promises of God. Faith is not a lifestyle. Or excuse me. Faith is not only a lifestyle. But it's a way of, of breathing. That's all I can tell you. Faith for me is not an event. I'm not going to church to get faith. I am not praying to get faith. Faith to me is a lifestyle. It's I cannot go without that. I need to breathe faith. Because the just lives. That's a second. Another second. I live, breathe, move by faith. Some people only have faith when there's an account to be paid. Come on, God, now I need to have faith for this account. God, I need to have faith for this contract. God, somebody's sick in my body or in my family. I need to have faith for the, for the miracle. But they don't live by faith. They wait for faith to come to their lives due to a circumstance, a problem, a promotion, a contract. But they don't live by faith. The just shall live by faith. And so I want to encourage you tonight, just like Caleb, start living a lifestyle by faith. I think for 45 years, God trained him that when he reached the age of 85, he's going to conquer some mountains. And so this man here, Caleb, his mantle of faith just so much encouraged me. With Joshua, just believe against all odds, they can do it. When they told me that we cannot build a building like this, I believe. Without a shadow of a doubt that I can and will build a building. We were in that stuck in a little room there in the back. But God brought us through that thing. I had a spirit of faith upon me. When we started building this building, people left. People didn't give. I stood on this groundbreaking day and I said, God, I don't care. But I, uh, what people say, what people think, I'm going to do what you have asked me to do. And we're going to lay the first foundation. And if this building, if there's only a steel structure, then it's for your name's sake then I'm not taking the blame for that. You said build a building. If you said it, 
then you must supply, I don't know how, you must supply for this. There's too many church buildings in, the, in this nation that just has a steel frame. No bricks, nothing, because they did it out of flesh. They, did want to, they wanted to do it out of competition. And so I want to tell you tonight, whatever you do, you must hear from the Lord that you have, or you must know that you know you've heard from God. With a hundred people, we started building this building. No money. But I believed. I had crazy faith. I'm stupid enough <laughs> just to believe. If God said it, He's going to do it. If God said He's gonna, we must do the movement of the supernatural, then I'm just going to be crazy enough to believe that He will fill the arenas and He will pay for the arenas. Come on, we need to be childlike. I think we've become so sophisticated and we just want to, you know, plan everything out and program everything out and when God can move and not... Listen, if, you're a, if, my, if there was a little child on here, if Nikki was here and he's two years old and I said, jump son, he'll jump into my arms. He's not going to calculate anything. He's not going to wonder about it because he knows his father is just going to catch him. Come on, if your dad says, get out of the boat, I think it's time that you just listen a little bit and do a little bit and be obedient a little bit to the Lord. Stop relying on the arm of flesh. The Bible says, cursed is the man who relies on the arms of flesh. So we bought this property. Build this church. Started establishing the move of the Holy Ghost. Did not have a car, but then God supplied a car, provided a car. I had enough faith to believe for a car. I had enough faith to believe that God can give me a home. I had enough faith to believe that I can come out of debt. I have enough faith to believe that the sick can be healed. I have enough faith to believe that God can do the impossible. Some of you are stuck in just the natural because you don't believe God enough to do it. I'm going to release faith here. You must stop reasoning. What's the number one enemy of the supernatural? Your reason. Natural mind. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense. It mustn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to build a building like this. In the middle of a community that's not on a highway, that's not visible, it doesn't make sense. Yet God said it, yes, He provides, yet there are hundreds of people coming, yet this church carries a movement of God. Come on, that is something that we can celebrate about because we are carriers of the glory of God. When we started the, the television ministry as well, Remember Pastor Bert Pretorius phoned me and he says, you're going on television in two weeks from now. I said, I don't even have a camera. Pastor Sia here, he was the cameraman back then. We only had one camera guy and that was Pastor Sia. And um, we didn't even plan for television. But when he said that to me, it vibrated in my spirit. It's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ on television. And we went two weeks later on television with small cameras, not even high definition, not even good quality. Tyrone had to edit a couple of things together and we put it together and we presented to them. And now, what's it, six, seven years later, we're still on television. We're reaching the continent of Africa, continent of Europe, continent of America. Come on, 200 million people watching the program. I'm telling you today, you must just believe Him. Shout, I'm going to believe God. You don't, you don't convince me. Say, I'm going to believe God. I want you to go tomorrow to your workplace and believe for a miracle, believe for promotion, believe for the impossible to become possible. Come on, you must believe God. And whatever He does for us, He'll do for you, man. 
do you want to convince me that your 100,000 rand or a million or two million rand debt you have is too big for God? You want to tell that to me? Then you need to get another friend to agree with you. But I don't agree with you. My God can supernaturally supply tonight a two million rand debt cancellation. Clear your name. Pull you out of debt. Come on, how long do you want to stay in the natural? Step out and start believing God for the impossible. Shout with me, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Mm. Twelve men said, we're going to see if we can take that city. They went into that city and ten of them turned their backs on Joshua and Caleb. And they said, no, these people are too big for us. Ten to two. In a meeting, in a boardroom meeting, if there's 12 people and 10 people vote me out, then I'm done. Because they're in the majority. And let me tell you, I was in hundreds of meetings where they voted me out. <sighs> You're crazy. You can't build that thing. Can't do that. Go, can't go on television. Can't paint that thing. Can't do anything. <sighs> but I stood there. <sighs> like a holy anger comes upon me. I need to hold on to this desk. I need to hold on to the pens and the computers because I'm going to jump over this table and just grab somebody and say, where's your faith? Because with God, nothing is impossible. I know a God. His name is El Shaddai. I've met him. I know him. I walk with him. I know him personally. That when he says, I'm going to supply, he supplies far above whatever you ask or think or even imagine. I'm preaching to myself here tonight. You go on Facebook and chat with your friends and have jokes, but I'm telling you tonight, I feel the power of the gift of faith upon me that is coming upon you tonight. The power of the Holy Ghost is going to manifest in this house tonight. The mantle of faith is being released. Come on, appropriate it. Take it by faith. Hallelujah. I appropriate the faith to pay for every movement of the supernatural. I have enough faith to build a 3,000 seat auditorium. I have enough faith to expand the television ministry. I have enough faith to employ more people. I have enough faith. Nothing is impossible because I have El Shaddai, our living God, with me. In Him I live. In Him I move. In Him I have my being. I don't live in the natural. I'm just a pass. I'm just passing through this world, man. I am a supernatural remnant that does extraordinary things. I'm not ordinary. I'm not common. I am not a natural person. Listen, if God says walk by faith, I'm getting out there and I'm going to do what God called me to do. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. The devil is a liar. I'm not turning back. Ten people says, turn away, turn away. They are too big for us. Two guys says, Joshua and Caleb says, they are so easy, man. That big giant, ten people says, they are giants. We can never take them out. Joshua and Caleb says, a giant is the perfect thing. You can't miss him. David, when they said, that's Goliath. 50, a size 15 shoe when he walked 9.8 was recorded on the Richter scale <laughs> Goliath is coming everybody runs David says that's impossible to miss why are you running that target is so big you can't miss him man. it depends how you look at your giants the bigger the giants, the more glory God gets. The bigger the miracles is. Come on. The bigger the breakthrough is. Stop running like little babies from your giants. Face them. Overcome them. And have victory in the name of Jesus. I want everybody to shout hallelujah. Shout and let this world know. One, two, three.
taking the dummies out of our mouths tonight. I'm putting swords of words of knowledge, word of faith in your hands, in your mouth. Our mouths are like a two-edged sword. When we speak, things must happen. I have enough faith to believe that God can change this nation. I have enough faith that I believe South Africa can have a revival of God. Come on, Africa can have a move of the Holy Ghost. Come on, Europe can have a move of the Holy Ghost. And England can have a move of the Holy Ghost. USA can have a move of the Holy Ghost. Your family can have a move of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Take your seats. Mm. Caleb comes there and he says, I want you to hear me. Second thing about Caleb. He said, Moses said, every place that my foot shall tread upon. You've just read it, Joshua 14, I think verse 10. He said, Moses said, every place where I shall walk, my foot shall tread. That land the Lord will give to me. Let me give you the second thing about this ridiculous phrase. You must. Without a shadow of doubt. Believe. With your mind. With your heart. With your body. You must believe the word of your father. If I tell you as your spiritual father. You'll be a businessman. You'll be a financier. Then you believe. And this is where people The Bible says if you believe the prophets And the words that they speak You shall prosper Caleb said my spiritual father Moses said Every place that our foot shall tread upon That land he will give unto me I am taking his word Yes it may have taken 45 years But I am still believing For 45 years he said My dad said My dad said My father said Come on Joshua said Moses said I'm going to possess the promised land And he did When Baldonado said to me, 2016, you'll carry a movement. I believed. I did not waver. I did not compare. I did not worry. I believed the words of my father. If we don't believe the words of our fathers, I'm just on point two. You'll not go further. It may sound ridiculous. Me, a businessman. Well, I've been to the mountaintop, son. Not everybody goes to the mountaintop. Moses was alone on the mountaintop. But when he came down, he started speaking. When I get on this platform on a Sunday, I speak the words from the mountaintop. When I prophesy to you, I speak to the words of a mountaintop. I may not always prophesy, but I make sure the 40 minutes that I preach is 40 minutes of prophetic utterances. It is for everybody in this house. Not just for somebody, the elected few. It is for everyone. You must appropriate the word of your father and say, that is, I'm, that's for me. I'm taking it. I'm going to stand upon it. Come hell, high water. I don't care. I'm going to believe God for this move or for the word to come to pass. Believe the word. Take dominion. And because they believe the word of their father, only two walked into the promised land. Ten didn't believe. The ten walked away. I want everyone to look at me quickly from the front to the back before I go to my next point. Believe the word of your father. 
some of you are watching, some of you may be in this building, I'm just your pastor. Okay, some of you don't even have a pastor. You need a father, you are an orphan. You need to attach yourself to a spiritual father that can change your destiny like Samuel walked into Jesse's life. And he said to, to, into David, excuse me, into David's life, he said, you have a father, his name is Jesse. That's your natural father. But I'm Samuel. I'm your spiritual father. I'm changing your DNA now. You will no longer hang around with sheep. You will now hang around with kings. You will now hang around with princes. You will no longer just have a little bit of food at night when you get home. But now you will eat continuously of the best of the best of the palaces. And you will have servants. And you will have maidservants. And you will have children. Come on. When the father walks into your life, everything starts moving. Don't you disconnect from a father. phone don't ever disconnect from a spiritual father in your life take your seats please thank you write the following things down quickly and I must just say that this is not part of my message the Holy Ghost just interrupted me here so listen write down what is familiarity? Familiarity is taking what is honorable, what is good, what is holy, take it as common. Write the following down. I want you to write down. Sons, daughters, I want you to come to this church with a notepad or iPad or phone or something. Because here, listen to me, the reason why you must be a disciple. I'm still a disciple. Every place I go in the world, I take notes. Don't say, I'm going to remember. No. Write down. Listen. The mantle you become familiar with is the mantle you will never carry. Get that? The moment I'm going to become familiar with the mantle that's above me is the mantle or is the anointing I will never have access to. The supernatural will stop. And the staff, my, my team, listen. Don't become familiar with what I carry. You must honor what I carry because listen, I'm just speaking to my staff. You are the closest to me. You work with me. Eight hours a day. That means what I carry should be upon your life. Where's the staff say amen? The wealth I carry should fall upon you. But the problem is we look at salaries. I'm only any No, you must see that you are the mantle is what pushes you, not a salary. When I walk on a Tuesday night in this building, I have made that decision the past couple of months, my wife and myself, we come here on a Tuesday night. This Tuesday night, I'll be back here. I want to see how my staff preach, teach. Because I, and you that are teaching and preaching. Because that determines if you carry the mantle. I don't want Mr. Frozen here. Sister Fridge. So dead if, they if you touch them, they die like a battery. You need to be an atmosphere carrier. Supernatural carrier. When at atmosphere is flat, you get the people to pray. You stir the atmosphere. You bring some move of the Holy Ghost here. You pray for the sick. Come on, you place a demand on the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Listen, when you become familiar with the mantle, you will never carry that mantle. Never. Pastor Nikki, I'm sewing into, you know, sewing, but nothing. Don't become familiar. When we come here tonight in, 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 a, in a church set up like this, don't become familiar with the praise and worship. Don't become familiar with ushers. Don't become familiar with what you have. 
it must always be, I'm in the house of the Lord. I thank God for a praise and worship team. I thank God for a pastor. I thank God for ushers. I thank God for sound engineers. Never become familiar with these Because you'll never have what it carries. You know why people leave churches? They say this, my season is done. I don't receive anything. Because they became familiar. The word is no longer fresh. Become familiar with the pastor familiar with the pain familiar with the anointing of God oh, it's just another deaf ear just another blind eye oh, it's just another movement just another camera do you know how much prayer it takes to bring in equipment it takes prayer man you know my sacrifices that I did for, for the movement? I mean, listen to this. Not one person knew what, I, what my wife and myself, my children were going through. Leading up to the movement. Everybody, we all prayed, Lord, provide the needs, financial needs. But nobody knew that that next morning I have to put down 600,000 rand, 400,000 rand. 90,000 in here. Nobody knew. Nobody prayed for that. The only thing people wanted to see was how of a massive failure the movement is. And you don't have money to pay. And there wasn't a lot of people, right? There wasn't a lot of miracles. And, and they, believed, they hoped for that. I took that man and said, God, you said a movement. I will pray that this movement will never stop. That churches will have encounters with God. But there were the group of people, the two, which can, is more, that believed. We believe in the vision. Here's the money. Put it forth. Pay it. Do it. At the right time, God provided and worked in people's hearts to bring them in. The greatest pleasure for me was to get on that platform on Wednesday night and not have one saint of pressure. Because of people like you that said, I believe in Caleb. I believe in Joshua. He's going to lead the people into the supernatural. And I thank God that I obeyed. Otherwise, a family like that would have never been restored. Deaf ears wouldn't have opened. Blind eyes wouldn't have seen. People wouldn't have walked. People wouldn't have had an encounter with God. The miraculous wouldn't have taken place. Every saint you've sown, everything you've done is to the glory of the kingdom. I want to say tonight, people, let's cross over into the promised land. If you believe it, give God a best shout of praise here tonight. Don't give up. Tell the person next to you, don't give up. So Caleb, as I'm going to come in for a close, Caleb says, I'm not going to give up. The promise may be delayed, but that doesn't mean it's denied. So write this down. Let me just speak to you about this familiarity thing. The mantle you serve and sit under is what you become. If you sit under this anointing, you'll become this. You get it? The anointing you sit under is what you become. So if I sit under a poverty spirit, that's what I'm going to become. If I sit under a religious spirit, that's what I'm going to become. If I'm sitting under a critical spirit, that's what I'm going to become. The anointing you submit under is what you become. So if you dishonor a mantle, you will never have access to that mantle. Now, now, just are you still with me? What are the signs that I'm familiar? Number one, your lack of honor. The lack of honor. Don't honor anymore. I'm now treated as common. 
That includes your boss, whoever. The second thing that happens is you start seeing yourself equal to your spiritual father. That's when familiarity comes. I, I can preach just as good as Pastor Nicky. I can preach just as good as he. I can also do that. I can also do that. I have problems. And the third thing is, how, how did you become familiar? Or how do you know you're familiar? Is you distance yourself from your spiritual father. You know what is the greatest hard sore thing for me? It was two years ago I walked into the arena with Apostle Molnana with sons around me. Two years later, they know where. I have to work through that disappointment. I have to work through that work through that resentment. I have to work through my mind. Do not tell me fatherhood is a waste. It took me two, three days just to get my mind right. Because I'm not going to allow these things in my spirit. I'm not going to allow when a son comes to my life and say, Dad, I'm going to serve you for the rest of my life that I don't have in my thought pattern. You know, Whatever. I have to keep my heart right. I have to now go into the zone of honoring my spiritual father more to shut the negative voices. That's where I'm at this place in my life. So how do you prevent familiarity? You have to honor on purpose. Intentionally. What is honor? Three things. Honor is with your words. Obedience. And with your resources. Simple as that. I honor the Lord with my words. I honor Him through obedience. And I honor Him with my possessions. Second thing, how do you prevent familiarities? You must force yourself to be accountable. I force myself to be accountable. I gave a report of everything that has happened to my spiritual cover. This is what happened. This is how I feel. This is what I'm going through. I'm, I'm forcing myself accountability. And, and let me give you this one. Do things for your spiritual father like it's the first day you met him. Hello? Remember when you served me the first time? Remember the first day at work, staff? Do you remember the first day you got to church? Remember the first day you started serving me, you started calling me dad? If you, can, you must do that. I do this now, eight, nearly nine years later, eight years later with my spiritual father in the supernatural. Let me tell you this, I've never stopped and I have increased. I can honestly say I do more now than what I did on day one. But it's continuous, purposeful, intentional. Now let me help the sons because I'm also a son. Even if he doesn't reply, doesn't mean he's not loving you. Doesn't mean he's not caring about you. Doesn't mean he doesn't want to be with you. You must just understand his life a little bit. With my spiritual father, I text him through the, through the movement of the supernatural. He didn't reply. I didn't get offended because he's preaching in Taiwan every single day. I'm not like a baby. Oh, he doesn't reply to me. Yeah. I'm going to find another covering, find another church. Come on. So let's get rid of familiarity with the presence of God. Caleb says, I'm 85 years old. He says, I want a battle. I want something to conquer. And he says, God, as a matter of fact, you said I'm going to have that mountain. Let me have that mountain. He didn't ask for a little thing. He didn't ask for a city. He asked for a mountain. For those of you who understand the seven mountains of the world, of the kingdom, sorry, 
kingdom of God, the kingdom of the world has seven mountains. The mountain of media, the mountain of sports, the mountain of government, the mountain of entertainment. And he said, give me that mountain. Full of energy, full of power, full of of, of, of a warfare spirit in him. So I'm not going to give up. I'm going to go all the way, man. Yes, Hallelujah. I'm saying here tonight, give me another mountain, God. Yes. I don't know what man, but just give me another mountain. I want another battle. I want another warfare. I want another victory. I want another breakthrough. Come on. I want another mountain. Lord, give me another mountain. Cape Town is a mountain. So the movement of the supernatural going to Cape Town, and I want to say Cape Town, you better get ready because the movement of the supernatural is coming in 2020 to you. But I'm saying, God, give us that mountain in the name of Jesus. How many of you believe that God can move in Cape Town with a supernatural move of the Holy Ghost? Come on, if you believe it, say amen. So I want to declare that Cape Town is paid for. Cape Town is ready to have an encounter with the supernatural power of God. If you believe it, shout a big amen. Tell the person next to you, I'm ready for another mountain. <laughs> okay, let me close. We must learn how to create an atmosphere for God to move. I cannot create miracles. You cannot manufacture miracles. Miracles happen because we've provoked something for God to move. Jesus Christ, let me just, maybe I can say this without that you think that I am, uh, what do you call it, arrogant. But listen to this, Jesus Christ died and laid down his body one body but he rose again with 120 in the upper room and he moved in them and today there are maybe two three billion christians around that means you can do the works of jesus and even greater works than what he has done. When you prayed for that lady with the deaf ear, she, oh, we, we, somebody prayed. Yeah, yeah. When you prayed for, the, for that young girl with the deaf ear, she never prayed for that. For any person who's, who's deaf, she can never go back. Her gift is now activated to believe. That's what the movement is all about, to activate you, to go out and do the impossible and to start moving and doing the works of Christ. Not the works of church. Works of Christ. R.W. Schambach said this, and I loved when he said this. He says, he only saw it once. He'd never seen it again. But he was in a meeting, and the power of God, the glory of God came. Sorry. The glory of God came in that meeting. And he started seeing how God started moving in creative miracles. They didn't lay hands upon any person didn't pray for any person. Just what you saw at the movement. And this is, he's, he reported this. He says, 12 people in wheelchairs got up. Push the wheelchairs away. Faith started rising. People's eyes went to the, to the stretcher section. And stretchers, people from stretchers started getting up. Six people who were blind and walking with canes, with white canes, threw them away. Seven people with ear pieces, the ear pieces were picked up. A child who had 26 incurable diseases. His, his organs were on the outside of his body. His elbows was on the inside of his body. His elbows and knees were, were touching each other inside his body. Totally blind, totally mute. This form, 26 incurable diseases in that child. And the power of God pulled him straight. I want to tell you tonight, in the authority that I carry as an apostle of a movement, you're going to see greater miracles than ever before.
the movement is going to get stronger if we don't become familiar with the presence and we don't become familiar with with what we carry we will see a move of the Holy Ghost in the same time that we've never seen before I don't want hands laid upon me just by men I want the nails carved hands of Jesus that's when the glory of God comes and I believe that hospitals will be emptied again <laughs> come on I'm gonna I'm telling you I'm activating a generation that's gonna walk with a five liter bottle of oil in a hospital and they're gonna go there and they're just gonna clear out the hospital a little bit and just say when I'm done with ward P everybody's checking out of this ward That's what happened with William Branham right here in South Africa, in Krugersdorf, in the part of the Kral Hospital. He walked into the part of the Kral Hospital to go and pray for a person. When he walked out, he cleared the whole hospital. Everybody checked out. There must be a generation that says, we're going to see again. Hospitals emptied. We're going to see the prison doors open. We're going to see the power of the Holy Ghost manifested. We're going to see the glory of God coming down. We're going to see the dead raised again. Come on, we're going to see cities shaken by the power of God. If you believe it, shout a big amen here tonight. Now write down five things, four things, four things, four things, and then I'm done. How did Peter transition into the supernatural? How did Peter transition into the supernatural? The first thing Peter did was he had a desire or he had a hunger. Let me rather use that word. He had a hunger for Jesus. He had a hunger for Jesus. When God said, Jesus said to him, Peter, come here. Peter walked out of the natural into the supernatural. How do you get transformed from the natural to the supernatural? You must have a hunger. Pastor Andrew spoke about it this morning. Have a hunger for the supernatural. The second thing that caused Peter to move into the supernatural was he had a personal revelation. Matthew chapter 16 verse 15. Matthew chapter 16 verse number 15 and he said to him who do you say I am and Peter's revelation of Jesus remember he had a hunger secondly you must have a personal revelation, personal revelation of the movement, of the glory of God. He says, some say, you're Elijah. Some say you're the prophets. But I say, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus turned around and he says, upon your revelation, upon you, not upon Peter because he fell. But upon the revelation he had. I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. How do I walk into the glory of God? Into the supernatural? I'm hungry for that. Secondly, I have a personal revelation. The third thing. Is his desire. Caused him to move into the supernatural. He had a desire. Let's read Matthew 14, just four verses. Matthew chapter 14, verse number 25. To verse 29. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it's a ghost. And they cried out with fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. 
And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said to him, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, the natural, the storm, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And you can go and see how Jesus then stretched out his hands and he pulled. What took Peter out of the natural into the supernatural? His hunger for God, his personal revelation. He says, I need to know it's you. You are the Christ. If you speak the word, I know it will come to pass. And number three is his desire to walk out. Now listen to this powerful thing. God is asking each one of us in this building to come out of our comfort zones. Oh, it's a comfort zone. You know, it's comfortable. It's not easy, Pastor Mick. You expect so much from me. You're draining me. Get out of your comfort zone. I can't pray for the people. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, that's not my personality. I, I don't want to testify. It's not me. Just get out of your comfort zone. If you have believed God for 200,000 rand or half a million rand, it's now a little bit time to get out of that zone. Believe God for a million. Believe God now for two million. Believe God now for 10 million. The only thing that stops us to do three, four movements of the supernatural is money. Cost me one and a half million, will cost us one and a half million rand to do one event. One. To do what we want to do, get the teams there, everything. One and a half million. One and a half million for me, I, I am, I'm crazy enough to tell you Cape Town is happening. Do I have the money for Cape Town? Yeah. Is it paid for? Yeah, it's paid for. It's done. Are you going here? When are you paying? Tomorrow. I, by faith, I'm going to put, I'm going to pay 250,000 rand, I think, somewhere around there, tomorrow for Cape Town. I believe God. I am, I'll, I just believe. God can, will, is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far. What we're about to see, Pastor Ivan, I don't have any reference point to where we're going. I, I, don't, I can't tell you A, B, C, and D. All I'm saying is, let's walk. As we walk, the sea will open. The Lord will provide. Just follow your Father. Let's move. Let's just go. We'll make it. When that three million people stood in front of the Red Sea, and they said, what's going to happen? He says, it's okay. All I have is a stick. It's all I have. So let us use this thing. It's all we have. I only have a staff. <laughs> staff. And with them, we hit this nation. Amen. pray for us one thing that touched me about Peter's life is simply this he didn't want it to stay with the others it's like you want to stay there moi not staying there I'm not gonna ah you want to be negative, stay there. You want, to be, you want to be critical, stay there. You want to be small, stay there. You want to be like pathetic, just stay there. I am going to be walking out of this thing into the supernatural power of God. I like, I wrote this down. And I first had to figure out what I wrote because this was under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. But eventually I found out what I wrote. Peter's safety was in the presence of Jesus, not in the boat. 
with the others. My safety is in the presence, not in the natural. Oh, you have millions in accounts, you have building. No, 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 that's not my, that's not my safety net. My safety net is the presence of God. Let's stand to I don't know if you realize this, but Peter, when he walked out on that water, look at this. He had to sink, man. Where others sink, he walks on. And, and, and so here's something that what, what was so powerful for me about the text when I read it. While he was walking to Jesus, he didn't once look around to see who's following. Is somebody coming with me? Are you coming with me? Are you coming with Are, are you going to come with me? Are you going to give? Are you going to I'm going to walk. Listen, there was one, one, one moment I'll never forget in my office. And two staff members walked in. They presented to me the movement of the supernatural stats. And we were, I think, uh, just under 100 people that, were, that bought tickets. And I thought by myself at that moment, I'm going to cancel the event, give the money back. Fear came. Anxiety came. Natural abilities came. How are we going to do this? How are we going to manage this? People are not believing in me. People are not believing in the movement. So just shut it down. Let's just have it on a Sunday night here. And that's it. What's in my mind? And the whole day I was thinking. I went to bed that night thinking. Computer ticket can just pay them out. And it was just say cancel. Due to whatever. But that next morning when I woke up. I said, I nearly drowned. But the hand of God. Come here. Hey, 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 hey. Walk by faith, Nikki. And the amazing thing is, when Jesus took the hand of Peter and he pulled him out, how do you think that Peter get back to the boat? Okay, Peter, let's go. And they both went back into the boat. Hallelujah. You may have felt like you were going to drown, that nothing is coming through. I'm here to tell you tonight that with God, nothing is impossible. Just believe El Shaddai. Believe the God that is more than enough and He will come through for you. I want to release the gift of faith upon you tonight. And I want you to receive this. So how do you receive it corporately? I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, just close your eyes just for two minutes. I want you to stir yourself. Father, we thank you that we can stir this atmosphere. I've stirred this atmosphere with faith. Spirit of the living God, come into this place. Let the gift of faith that comes through the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this house. And I honor you, Holy Spirit. I honor your gifts, Holy Spirit. I worship you, Holy Spirit. Without you, Holy Spirit, I'm nothing. Now I pray, Lord. Let the gift, Holy Spirit, let the gift of faith fall in the hearts of your people let it fall upon your people tonight let them get faith now in Jesus name to do the impossible faith to believe that with God all things are possible 
not motivation but faith I release faith in this building in the name of Jesus say this with me my father my God I stand in your presence I acknowledge the Holy Spirit the giftings of the Holy Spirit and I ask that tonight that the gift of faith will operate in my life your word says whatever we ask that you will give unto us by faith I thank you that from this moment on I have the gift of faith I will do great things for God I will do mega things for God I believe it I receive it I'm walking out into the supernatural in Jesus name now give God a good praise here tonight We give you praise, Holy Ghost. Give you glory, Holy Ghost. I want you to close your eyes and start seeing that home. Start seeing that car. Start seeing yourself out of debt. See your future. Come on, see your future. See your future. Now, I open your eyes to see. Let the gift of faith erupt in this house. Let faith come. For more information on products, please visit our website or send us an email. All the details are on the back of the product pack.